and welcome to episode 41 of Talking About My Generation, a pop culture podcast dedicated to children of the 80s, 90s, and even into the 21st century. If you're new to the show, welcome. On this podcast, we'll discuss movies, video games, and television shows that we grew up on. This week, uh, my normal co-host Eva is actually out. Uh, unfortunately, Connecticut got dumped on with a foot and a half of fucking snow, as she put it. Uh, so I actually have TFG1 Mike joining me again. Hello. Hello, Mike. And this week, we are going to do something that both of us like. Eva is not really going to be happy about it, but that's too bad. <laughs> we are doing Airwolf. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. And... and I, I gotta say this this show the just that intro the the music that theme music there for it oh my god I, every time I'd hear that I'd be like okay I'm getting ready there's gonna be a kick ass helicopter coming on mm-hmm. yep pretty much I got so obsessed with this show as a kid because it in by eighty six eighty seven well after eighty six Night Rider was gone it was still on on syndication and stuff but. Uh, new episodes were gone by 87. 87 was my year. Like, I knew of Stringfellow. I knew of the first three seasons. But when 87 hit and his brother was surprisingly found and his brother would later turn into uh, Steve Sloan from Diagnosis Murder. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, played by Barry Van Dyke, son of Dick Van Dyke. Uh, you know, it was 87, 88 when I was watching Airwolf and reruns with the, with the season four reruns. I was like, this is this is my show. It's like they've got Luke Skywalker. They've got Lando Calrissian. They've got – Yeah. <laughs> you know, they've got all these people. And I was like, oh, my God. I, I, I kid you not. And I, I cannot believe I'm even admitting to this. I used to. I was so obsessed with the fourth season that I used to envision, like when I was outside and I would hear a helicopter, I used to seem to think that it was Airwolf. <laughs> <laughs> That's how imaginative my uh, brain was as a child. Now, not so much. Oh. Uh, but no, the, this show is uh, – this is one of – Okay, there there are more than three, but for me, there's a trifecta of 80s action shows. A-Team, this, and Knight Rider. Yes. yes, I know Magnum was there. Yes, I know Fall Guy was there. Yes, I know um, yeah. Quantum Leap and MacGyver were all there and everything else. But Knight Rider, A-Team, and Airwolf, they were the, the trifecta of, oh my god, you're either going to get a talking car that can jump over stuff or you're going to get a helicopter that will shoot stuff. Or you're going to get these five guys who can blow shit up. Yes. <laughs> and they always manage to pull something out of their ass to build something. But I love it when a plan comes together. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I will definitely cover that in a whole other episode because that is oh, one of my yeah. favorites. So <laughs> definitely cannot pass up A-Team. Oh, uh, no. As for Airwolf, though, this was kind of – as you mentioned, this was another one of those. Uh, I kind of remember because I remember seeing the old Blue Thunder – uh, there the movie Blue Thunder with uh, Roy Scheider, I believe it was, uh, and that kind of got me sparked on it. When I first heard of Airwolf coming out, I thought that that's what this was, and Blue Thunder was kind of cool. They they actually did have a TV series for it that only ran like for thirteen episodes, and then it died. Airwolf, much cooler. <laughs> yeah, 
You know, I mean, they, the the fact when they'd light off the turbos and you'd see the you'd see the thing just take off like a shot across the desert, and and I loved how they hid this thing in the middle of nowhere. Nobody could find this thing. They wanted them to bring it back as like the super secret weapon that they were going to use. I, I was just floored that you know I'm like, why can't they find this damn thing on radar? <laughs> Track it back to where it's at. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was crazy, and it's, you know, it's one of those things, at least for me, uh, with those 80s shows, I don't want to see a 82 Trans Am driving around town. Yeah. You know, it it's, it's kind of like my thing of, okay, I liked this actor or actress in this movie, but I don't care what they do in their personal life. I want to know what they're doing on, you know, on screen. Yeah. And it was one of those things with Airwolf now, you know, looking at a picture of it from the show and then looking at that helicopter that it's, it's a mock-up of or a repaint of. It's like, wow, it's always Henry, Henry Ford put it well. You can have it as long as it's in black. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Once you go black, you don't go back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's one of those things. It's one. It's just one of those things that if you look at the, because um, I, I, I originally wikied uh, Airwolf, and then it, and then Wikipedia suggested parentheses helicopter, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll look at that, and it shows you what it was modeled off of. It's modeled off of a Bell 222. And it shows you the picture of Airwolf flying in the desert. Um, and then right next to it, it shows you the actual Bell 22 that is not painted black. And I'm like, yeah, no, give me the fictional version, please. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, all, all the weapons that thing had, the, the, the cannons that it would drop off at the bottom of the rockets that would come off the bottom of it. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> mm -hmm. This was just. It was probably one of, as we mentioned, one of the coolest shows out there. And CBS, they had a corner on the market when this thing was on. As far oh, as yeah. I'm concerned, it was like the number one show in my household. Mm -hmm. And the funny thing was, years later, like um, when did that show come out? 2003, I think. You know, years, years and years later, uh, Donald Belisario, who I didn't know he was in. I didn't know he created uh, this show. He also created the NCIS show that we now know and love. Mm -hmm. And it's like, wow. Um, yeah, 2003 was NCIS. Uh, of course, 95 to 05 was JAG, but I never really paid that much attention to JAG. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just one of those things where. Going back and looking at because I originally had before I have it on Netflix now. Before I, I had the DVDs, I had all the DVDs except season four because it hadn't come out yet. And I'm like, Belisario, wait, what's the NCIS creator doing on air? Oh, wow, yeah. both shows. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, Belisario was behind so much. I mean, he had you know he had Quantum Leap. He had. I want to say he had Knight Rider, but I could be wrong. No, that was Glenn A. Larson. He yeah, had Magnum right. PI. That's right. Yeah, well, uh, Magnum PI was one of those shows. Magnum I, I was all right. It yeah, wasn't... leave it or you know, take it or leave it. It was okay. Wasn't one of my favorites, but you know they used helicopters in it. I'll, I'll yeah. give them that. But 
Airwolf still just, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. First of all, it was the the 80s was the time of the theme music. If a hero, yes. whether it be a person or a car or a helicopter or even a comedic brown alien from the planet Melmac, everyone had a theme song to them. And they would play the hero theme every time the helicopter would show up along with the sound effects. And it's like, oh, my God, those sound effects are so – just the engine on that thing. Oh, yeah. It's – oh, 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 God, I'm turning into friggin' uh, Tim Allen here. It's just <laughs> one of those things where it's like, oh, my God, that is so awesome. Yeah, just just hearing that. And of course, you know, hearing the music dun 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 Yeah, it was so awesome. So let's go ahead here. We'll talk a little bit about the history of the show here. as you mentioned, there were four seasons with this show. Yep. the first three had I wanna say that that was when they had John uh Jan Michael Vincent in them. Yeah. Along with Ernest Borgnine. Season four they kind of split it off because they CBS had canceled the show and they were going to bring it back on USA Network. Mm-hmm. And <sighs> USA Network kind of shit all over it. I'm sorry to say. Well, the only reason why I like season four is because, as I said, that was kind of like I came into some of these 80s shows ass backwards. Like, yeah. I came into Airwolf knowing Sinjin. Knowing his knowing Stringfellow's brother before I knew of Stringfellow, and I'm like, I, I would see episodes with Jan Michael Vincent. I'm like, where's Barry Van Dyke? What's going on yeah. here? You know, and it's one of those things because you know syndication wants, oh, this season's done, let's go back to the beginning and replay it all over again. And you know, for me, starting out with season four, because let's face it, these shows they are. For the most part, they are not like shows of today where it's cotton – most shows of this caliber are continuity-driven at least I would say 75 percent of the time. This was like episode of the week, villain of the week, you know, mission of the week. Yeah. So I mean it, it's not like I'm missing so much. But yeah, season four, it, it really wasn't – I liked it for the story. I'll say that. Yeah, and going back and watching it again, it's like, oh wow, just so like they were pulling on the strings of no, no pun intended. They were pulling on string, string because they were relying on the audience to that was watching the first three seasons to come back because oh my god, they finally found his brother, and you have, I think she was his niece or his granddaughter or something. But you have Joe Santini. Who is supposedly Dominic's niece or some yeah. sort some sort of relative, uh, and they were trying to keep Santini Santini air alive, uh, but I I don't know, man. I I don't know. Season one was really awesome. That pilot that's got to be one of the best pilot episodes oh, ever. Shadow of the Hawk, yes, yep, that's by far and away. Just watching. The fact that they have these guy, they have this guy who shows up, and he's kind of this test pilot, and he kind of says, "You know what? I think I'm going to take over and just I'm going to blow everybody away right off the start as they're testing this out and showing it to everybody." Mm-hmm. And he takes off with the airwolf, and, and that was just I I was floored by that. 
Yep. yep. And then later, after Moffat's supposed death, uh, he comes back in season two, uh, Moffat's ghost. Airwolf systems begin to act erratically when a strange virus infects the onboard computer, which periodically ceases autopilot control and turns the helicopter into a flying terror of destruction. Um, yeah, Moffat, he was a really weird kind of guy. Yeah, I, I mean, it was just really creepy, especially in, like, in the pilot when it shows him and he kidnaps that woman, you know, he kidnaps the spy and he's holding her, for, he's holding her for ransom and ends up, like, using her as bait to bring Stringfellow Hawk out. And I just was kind of like, you know... <laughs> What a slime ball. <laughs> That's really all I can say. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, the, the the fact was with this, I mean, yeah, we had Jan Michael Vincent as, as the star of the show. We had Ernest Borgnine showing up as kind of his co-pilot, which I thought was ra- rather comical that they had him in there because as they're going through and they're flying it, you know, Jan Michael Vincent's character, Stringfellow Hawk, is flying this thing and he's just completely in his element fly in the sucker and Ernest Borgnine's like, ah, what do these buttons do? What do these switches do? Um, okay, I guess we'll fire stuff. <laughs> he he does eventually learn though. I yeah. mean it, so it was nice that Dom did learn after a while. Oh yeah, but I mean it's still just it was it was good comedic effect there for him to kinda at the start be like Yeah. I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh and some of the stuff I, I got to bring up the vector art that they had for this because this was so again so eighties when you looked at it the way that the radar laid out for the airwolf and the way that you'd see like the three D representations of you know the top down look from the airwolf and the front the front on look it was just like I'm looking at it, I'm going yeah that's the way computer graphics should be and mm-hmm. nowadays you don't see that sort of stuff anymore you'd see them coming up with this whole 3D solid model mock-up that spins around and so that they can look at it. And it's just not the same. Not the same at all. Yeah, no, it's not. I. Th- th- this is one of those shows where you ask yourself, should this be remade or not? No, and no, I'm no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to say no because – everything's automated now. You know, I, yeah. I'll i see shows about, oh, automated drones or this or that. I know there are helicopters. Of course, there are still helicopters around, but it's like there's nothing like this nowadays. Yeah. And if if the technology that this required then was used now, it would be like – all iPhoned up and iPadded up and uh, no, yeah, no. It would be it would be to kind of go back in time a little bit to the Night Rider when they remade it. They shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry, Airwolf should not be remade, and hopefully they never do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, besides which, you've got. You've got more badass helicopters now. You know, you've got the Apache out there that looks, yep. you know, so much nastier than this. I, I just, I, I couldn't see them trying to do something with, you know, with another Bell X, you know, uh, not Bell X1. Bell X1 was a different plane uh, with the <laughs> Bell 222. Uh, so, but, I mean, yeah, this was just a great, great show. Uh, 
I mean, we kind of mentioned some of the characters here. We have uh, Jan Michael Vincent, who played Stringfellow Hawk. Uh, one of the reasons that I had heard, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I know that he, one of the reasons that he had left after season three was that he had that really bad drinking problem uh, and drug problem, partly because he'd had an accident. And car accident, he didn't, he says, he goes, yeah, I've been through two car accidents. The first one left him in severe pain. He was constantly drugged up. He had an interview with uh, Extra, I think it was, back in uh, early 2000s. And they asked him, you know, hey, do you remember the car crash? And he goes, no, no, I don't. He was so strung out, it, was, it wasn't even funny. And, you know, it's just kind of been one of these downward spirals for Jan Michael Vincent ever since. He's not really acted since Airwolf. Um, he has and he hasn't. Uh, it, it's kind of strange how yeah. his how his um how his career has has kind of ended up because I was shocked all to hell with some of the stuff that he's been in. All right, Airwolf was eighty four to eighty seven. After that, he was in uh, Born in East L.A. Uh, he was in Raw Nerve in 91. He was in Beyond the Call of Duty. Um, basically, he acted up until 2004. 2004, according to Wikipedia, and again, it's Wikipedia, take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. Escape to Grizzly Mountain was his final thing, according to this. But it was really interesting, for me anyway, again, tying back to shows that I loved and shows that I loved at the time, he showed up in 1997 as Bobby Chase in an episode of Nash Bridges. <laughs> yep. as, uh, as, as Nash's brother, long lost brother. So he's basically like, it's so weird how I can manipulate my TV viewing. You have him in Airwolf as Stringfellow, who has a long lost brother, don't know where he is, don't know what happened to him. Missing in Vietnam. You fast forward years later. You have Nash Bridges, who is essentially the the string fellow, and yes. then you have Jan Michael Vincent coming in to play Bobby Chase, who is essentially Saint John because he went missing from Vietnam. It's just so weird. But it, it, like from ninety seven to to eighty four, like that, it was so weird seeing him in that show. But yeah, he um, it was great, but it was just yeah, he hasn't done much. No, uh, and he's really just kind of fallen apart from yeah, the alcohol and drugs. And unfortunately, I mean, you know, I really liked him in Airwolf. I really did. He played a great character. He had charisma mm-hmm. going for him, and it just kind of all fell apart, unfortunately. Yeah, um, and again, uh, citation here is Student Operated Press. July 28, 2009. I don't know how that could still be an active. Uh, it says here, as of 2013, he resides near Mississippi. So um, some actors need to get out of the business. you know. And if you have a hard life like he has, like, you know, David Hasselhoff, he didn't have – he had a hard – I'm not saying – I'm not trying to take away from their trials and tribulations. But – both of these men, Michael Knight and Stringfellow, the characters and in, in, in real life, their actors have had 
some hard times on them and you know David's yeah. still around here and there and everything else and and Jan Michael Vincent uh, you know hey if he wants to live in peace and that's that's fine you know uh, it's just one of those things and I, I don't I don't foresee him coming up and doing anything nowadays yeah I mean he if he pops up it'll be because you know something happened to him unfortunately yeah you know, another He's 69, so I mean, it's not, he's not too old, but he's kind of getting up there. Yeah, and with I, I can imagine with the car accidents that he's been in, you know, the broken bones that he's had, he's probably hurting. It's just better that he kind of just drifts off into the sunset, you know? <laughs> Takes that flight on the last flight out of Airwolf. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh I know with Ernest Borgnine, you know, God rest his soul, Ernest Borgnine was a great actor, and I loved him. Various roles besides this. You know, I mean, he showed up in Magnificent Seven. He was on The Single Guy with uh, Jonathan... God, I can't remember his last name. Uh, no. Uh, he's a comedian. Uh-huh. I can't for life from me remember what his, la- what his name is. But uh, he was on there... Uh, you know, and of course, you know Ernest Borgnine being Mermaid Man on SpongeBob SquarePants. I have to remember him for that. You know, everybody else is like, "Oh, he was a great actor. He did you know all these great old westerns." Yeah, but for kids of my generation, we remember him as Mermaid Man. <laughs> Actually, you'll you'll probably remember him as as another one. Um, he was uh, actually wow, holy crap! I remember his two two different roles more than I thought I did. He was Kip Killigan in Small Soldiers. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. And he was Ted Denslow in Basketball. Yes. The <laughs> Denslow Cup. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Uh, the other place uh, somewhere I I didn't think I would ever see him. He was in a um, um, one of those Hallmark movies that – men don't like to talk about it. Grandpa for Christmas. He played Burt O'Reilly, uh, nominated for Golden Globe for, for Best Performance by an Actor in a Miniseries or Motion Picture Made for Television. That was 2007. The last stuff he did before he died was The Man Who Shook the Hand of Vincente Fernandez. I don't even know what that is, but uh, for TV, the last thing he, he was on... <laughs> His last appearance in television was on Saturday Night Live as himself. Oh. It was a cameo in the What Up With That sketch. Oh, man. I'm looking through some of the stuff that he's done here and just I, – I didn't realize this. He was in Escape from New York. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm looking here. Let me see if they say – oh, yeah. Yeah, he was – that's right. He was the cabbie who was driving him around once – who was driving Snake Plissken around. How do I not remember that? Oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, this was – he was just a great actor. And, I mean, you know, Airwolf he had is... a lot behind him. Airwolf definitely was probably one of his highlights as far as I'm concerned. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, he was also Simpsonized in 1993 as himself. Uh, uh, Boy Scouts in the Hood was an episode of The Simpsons in 1993. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, he was Eddie Ryan in Walker, Texas Ranger in uh, 2000. Let me see um, what else? 
Uh, he was in. Oh God, he was in Seventh Heaven. Yeah. Uh, he played Hoover and J. Edgar Hoover. God, I'm looking here. He was Carface in All Dogs Go to Heaven TV series. Yeah. Which I, I could have done without. <laughs> well, yeah, less said about the All Dogs franchise, the better. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Uh, let me see. He was Cobra in McHale's Navy, the, the god-awful movie that they did with Tom Arnold. <laughs> oh, my God. That's... Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, God, I'm looking through here. There's so there's he's done so damn he's much. He's done so much. Yeah. You know, uh, Highway to Heaven, uh, Dirty Dozen, mm-hmm. Last Days of Pompeii. I mean, I'm looking through here some of his earlier stuff. Um. Oh, here we go. Instead of being Dominic Santini, uh, back in 82, he showed up on the love boat as Dominic Rosselli. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, my God. Future Cop. I'm looking. God, he's had. Anyway, at this point, the guy's just had he had a bunch of stuff before he passed in 2012. So, yeah, I know. God. Alex Cord was. I'm trying to remember who Cord was on. He on was Apple. Archangel. Okay. It's, he it's, was the firm guy. That's right. And I apologize, guys. It's been a little while since I've seen Airwolf. I've been watching it, trying to catch it back up on Netflix. So if you guys want to watch it, there's a spot to go watch it there. Mm hmm. Uh, oh, that's right. Archangel oh. is is the guy in the white suit. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, my memory is failing, and I apologize. <laughs> I'm looking here at my notes and going, yeah, the, he, he's got a patch on his eye, and he's got an injured leg. I'm like, wait a minute. That's, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see here. Um, what's interesting is there is a connection to Magnum for this show. Yeah. Creator Donald P. Balsario first toyed with the idea of adventures of an ace combat pilot in the third season episode of Magnum P.I. entitled Two Birds of a Feather, starring William Lucking, which itself was inspired by several episodes of Balsario's Tales of the Golden Monkey. Legends are forever and honor thy brother. Uh, in which Lucking had played a similar character, the Magnum episode was intended as a backdoor pilot, but series was not commissioned. Belisario heavily reworked the idea, and the final result was Airwolf. And I'm glad for that. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, I mean, there, there's – and, God, I, I didn't even realize that uh, Belisario did Tales of the Gold Monkey because that's one of my favorite shows, I, at going way back. And yeah. part of that's just because it, it's basically it, it's basically the predecessor to Tailspin, you know. So anybody who's watched Tailspin – it's very, very, very similar to Tales of the Gold Monkey. So, mm-hmm. but I'll I'll have to cover that in another episode, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm looking here trying to see because we just had. There's so much about this. There. Oh my god, I remember this now. I'm looking here at video games. I remember there being the Airwolf video game for the NES. 
Yes. I played and put that thing out, and I was thinking, oh my god, this is going to be so cool, I'm going to have to go get the game. And I went down and I rented it at the local video store, you know, one of these little indie mom-and-pop stores, because Blockbuster mm-hmm. at the time hadn't started renting Nintendo games yet. Mm-hmm. And, oh my god, that thing was a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're... <sighs> It's funny. I, I think at some point for Geekcast Radio, I'm going to do a topic on how movie or television or, or whatever franchises end up being the shittiest video games on the planet. <laughs> movie adaptations into games, it just, in television too, it just doesn't work. Yeah. Um, I should have brought this up when we did the Knight Rider episode. I actually have two PC Knight Rider games there. They're okay. They're not the best thing in the world, but they're not the worst. Um, but yeah, video games based off of television or movies usually don't succeed. And most of the reason for that is probably just because of licensing. They spend so damn much on buying the licensing or getting the rights to produce it that they don't have any money to put into something decent which Mm -hmm. you know unfortunately this is why we get crappy games so i mean like nowadays if they were going to do something with this franchise or with the knight rider franchise, like i would love and i know you're gonna hate me for saying this but i would love a knight rider game nowadays like ps4 xbox one pc whatever that combined 82 and 2008 you could choose your missions between the trans am or the mustang that would be so cool for that, I would be okay with it because I'd at least get to drive the 82 Trans Am. <laughs> I got to sit in it. I oh. almost drove away with it. <laughs> I didn't want to take that picture. I wanted to talk to the damn car. But, uh, yeah, the games weren't – and there were a lot of games for this for, for this show. I don't get this. Yeah. You got one for the Commodore 64. Uh, the – Amistrad, CPC, BBC Micro, and Atari 8-Bit Family. Uh, The arcade, there was an arcade game. I remember Uh, playing the arcade game, and that was kind of, it was okay, but it was kind of just like you you were flying around, and you just had to kind of shoot things as you were looking out from the cockpit. It was, it was meh, you know. Yeah. I don't know. It just... Um, the funny thing is, is I'm not, I don't think that they did, like, I know there's merchandise for it. There are models of the Airwolf helicopter. There's, um, an Airwolf replica helmet fully functioning. Yeah. Uh, there's Wonder Weapon German CD soundtrack. There's Airwolf themes, 2D, 2CD special limited edition arrangement closely based on the original TV soundtrack. Now I do know about the music, uh, apparently... Uh, a further 42-track enhanced two-CD limited edition soundtrack album release called Airwolf Extended Themes, which will contain both a CD of the series' main themes, theme variants, and a CD of the episodic themes, is due for at least sometime this year. Um, so there's there's that. Um, Man, I'm going to have to keep an eye out for that because I know I'm going to have a hard-on for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's – yeah. Those, yeah, those, and see, it's so cool having the episodic themes because uh, 
it's so like the main theme is awesome, but when you hear it pop, like when you hear it pop up in an episode, it's like, hey, that's that's the theme. That's cool, and you can hear it along with the sound effects and everything else. And it's it's kind of interesting to hear it outside of the episode. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's so many good things about this show that the characterizations um, are so well done. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I loved at the very beginning in Night of the Hawk, because that's one of my most, my freshest memory episodes for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we first see Stringfellow Hawk and he's coming in and he's letting... He's letting the star of the show, star of this movie, fly the helicopter on the set. And the guy is like, I, I, I've been down that set because it's at Universal Studios Hollywood. And you're driving. They, they take this tram down through there in between these buildings where, where they're doing this filming of this helicopter going down there. I don't know how the hell they managed to do it, to be honest, because it's narrow. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it is two lane highway wide. And they took and flew that helicopter in between these buildings. It, the, the guys who were doing this, whoever the actual pilots were, had some giant brass cojones to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, just watching it. Even some of the stunts that they were pulling off with the actual Airwolf uh, for some of the episodes were just like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's – and I, you know, I, ha- I still have to laugh about that because – there was basically they just kept using the same stock footage over and over for everything yeah. that you saw in it. You know, the cannon dropping down to fire off, the helicopter hovering to shoot. It was all pretty much the same thing. They really didn't use a whole lot of it. And I think part of that was because of budget cuts. Oh, yeah. The, I mean, not only is it budget cuts, but the budget overran several times and the ratings were slowly declining. Yeah. As the seasons went on, that's the sad thing about this show. As the seasons went on, budgets went up, ratings went down. Yeah. Because <laughs> after um, – um, uh, let's see. Uh, uh, well, production cost overruns remained high. Creator Donald P. Belsario left both the studio and the series after season two. Yeah. Belsario was only, even though he's the creator of the show, he was only on till the end of season two and then season three. And of course the tragic season four were, were other people, but yeah. Um, by the third season, the ratings still were low. Yeah. That's probably why CBS canceled it and USA picked it up. Yep. Just, you know, there, there are some things that should have been left alone. Season four, in my opinion, anyway, probably should have been left alone. <laughs> well, like I said earlier, season four did something that the first, and again, I, I I've seen several episodes before we did this up before we did the recording, but I just I haven't watched all of the first three seasons in a very long time. But what I do remember is, and I hate to put it this way, but it is it's more for the audience than it is for the actual characters. Season one, two, and three, Sinjin was a constant cock tease yes. of, will they find him? Will they look for him? Are they going to find him? Blah, 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 blah. And by the time CBS canceled the series, you never really got any solution. And hence why when USA picked it up and it was like, hey, here's Sinjin. Like, oh, wow, that's awesome. 
you know, so that's why it made it so very cool for me for season yeah. four. Yes, I, I agree. Season four is is very, very bad production wise and all that stuff, but it just the continuity for me. Oh yeah. Well I mean they, they at least threw us a bone with having some continuity with it by throwing yeah. Sinjin in, but it, it was still it was just like no. Season four shouldn't have been made, sorry. <laughs> You know. Or the season four episode, the first episode where where you do have this new team assembling with Sinjin and the and these other characters, that could have just been a TV movie. Yeah, uh, you know, Blackjack could have just been a TV movie, and you didn't need the rest of because wow, season four was twenty four episodes. Oh um, man, yeah. Uh, and, and the funny thing is the, the synopsis for the final episode, Hawk ends up helping an old friend who owns an aircraft charter service at the friend's wife's request. They find him shot dead. They go after the man responsible who wants the land for his lumber scheme. That sounds like they tried to – the title of the episode is Welcome to Paradise. What it sounds like to me is they tried to tie everything back. The old friend who owns an aircraft charter. Yeah. I'm not saying it is Dom, but I mean, just looking at that, at that description, it reminds me, oh, they're, they're kind of drawing allusions to. Well, but the, but the problem was, is that it couldn't have been Dom because right. they killed him off in that explosion at the very beginning right. of season four. Yeah. So, you know, and that was kind of shitty, but you know, it, it's, they did it so that they could move on and not have any ties to the original cast, which. Yeah. I get it. I you know I understand, yeah. but still, just uh, yeah, I'm starting to get pissed. Sorry. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I know. Well, I, I'm I'm just saying that if you look at the look at the episode 24 synopsis, it says Hawk ends up helping an old friend who owns an aircraft charter service at their friend's wife's request. Yeah. So yes, while Dom did die in Blackjack. Dom did have an aircraft charter service. Yep. So you know, so that's that's really all I'm saying is oh, it's yeah. an allusion to something that we would never see. But um yeah, Dom dying at the beginning of season four is like um oh boy. At least they didn't pull the soap the the soap route with the character, and I'm glad they didn't do that where it's like Today, Dominic Santini will be played by... Yeah. So at least they didn't do that. But um, Airwolf, it was really great in the beginning. That first season, very solid. Uh, the helicopter itself and seeing all the effects and everything it could do oh. and the sounds and the music and the theme, the, those are all well and good. The acting is... It's good, but... It's one of those things where you have to realize this is the 80s. It, it's definitely dated. I'll give him that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there there was a lot more back then. That still, I mean, yeah, women had kind of come out from underneath the glass ceiling, but and you were starting to see them, but they were still just kind of these, you know, they always had pretty faces, and they were basically just nothing more than glorified models sitting in there for it. You didn't see any of them really, I mean, Season two and three, they kind of had them where they started to show up and they kind of had a little bit of brains, but it was still, I don't know, it was kind of sad. They just really were, oh, look, here's a hot chick. 
<laughs> and that's kind of the feeling I got from it, which, you know, I get it. And that's part of the reason why, again, this is an 80s episode. You don't see that sort of thing now because they're trying to do all this equality and, you know, racial yeah. diversity in, in all the shows and everything. But it was still a great show for what it was. Oh, yeah. It, it's so, like, if this came on today, and sometimes it does in reruns, but very rarely, um, I would still watch this today because oh, yeah. it, it is that it is that awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, even though some of the stuff, we would look at it now and go, there's other things out there that are much better. You know, yeah. in the way of helicopters, you know, hotter, hotter helicopters, you know, better weapons and everything. This still is just, it's that period piece in a sense of, you know, that this is oh. what was going on in the 80s. It was coming off of the Vietnam War and, yeah, you know, they just, I don't think they could remake it really. No, not properly. Yeah, I mean, you know, I know when we get to A-Team, we'll talk about that because I know that they had the movie that they redid it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll give them props for it. That was decent. They managed to get it over with, you know, the Af Afghanistan and the Gulf War. Okay. You know, it kind of eased in, so it wasn't too bad. This, I don't think they could really redo it unless they did it with, uh -huh. you know, Af you know, helicopter pilots in Afghanistan or, or they, they redid it from the pilots who went after bin Laden. And even then, why am I even mentioning this? Because I'm going to give somebody an idea to go out and do this again. <laughs> Stop giving them my ideas, dude. Yes. <laughs> um, no, this is one of those shows that needs to remain the classic. This is one of those shows that, unlike Knight Rider, there was no real sure. Stringfellow had a, a, a slew and a string of women. But there's no real – like Knight Rider, I could – like pinpoint one or two women that Michael had been with that possibly could have been uh, Tracer's mother, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah. there'd be no way to do anything with Airwolf as, as a continuation as a reboot. If you're going to reboot it and, and do something similar to it, maybe not call it the same thing and, and maybe do something else with a helicopter. I could see that with nowadays, but if you're going to make a continuation, there's no way that it would work. Yeah. It would have to be a straight reboot. And yeah. even then, I really don't want to have a reboot of this thing. <laughs> no. No, no, no. Well, I think I've pretty much covered everything here that I need to cover on this. If you've got anything else that you want to add. Um, no. I mean, it, it was a great show while it lasted. It was awesome. Uh Thankfully, nowadays I don't see any, you know, black helicopters in the in, in the in the in the wild blue yonder. But uh, uh, you know, it was just one of those shows that I grew up with. And oh yeah, just like a lot of the other ones, and it's like, wow, you know, it's just one of those things. And you know, um, we're always going to remember it. We're going to remember them speeding across the desert with the jet uh, engines going, flying. You know, and of course that was. I still laugh about this because watching it now, I can kind of go. God, the special effects were hokey as hell. But, but that uh, to, see that to me now, it, like I can go, I'll go back and I will watch the pilot, and I'll I'll come back and I'll tell you, look, yes, they may be hokey compared to today's standards, but look at it then when it matters at that time. Oh yeah, simple is the best. 
Yeah. And they were really simple, practical effects. And they were real. That was the other thing. It was actually a helicopter flying. It was not this green screen bullshit that you see nowadays. (laughs) Yes. No. There's no green, giant green cloth (laughs) hiding a helicopter. Yeah, no. You know, but it was it it was great. I mean, yeah, they sped it up. You could tell that they slowed the camera down while they were doing this thing, you know, with the helicopter that rushing was, across. But it was still that good. That was the other thing I always thought because they sped up the blades, I always thought it was just – it, it may only be – I'm going to have to look it up again because – I could have sworn at one point that there was four blades on it and at one point there was two. So I'm not exactly sure because I thought – now that you mention it, I thought it was sped up. Um, I'm going to have to look here. Uh, let me see here. No, it was a two-blader. OK. See, I thought originally – they probably sped it up by showing it um, – but yeah, the original bell, it's 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 one single piece with with two blades. Uh and the same goes for the show helicopter, but there are times where because it is sped up, it kind of looks like it's four and it's not. Oh yeah. So All right. Well, I think we're done with this episode, so we're going to go ahead and sign off. Uh, I do want to wrap this episode up of talking about my generation. Please feel free to leave us feedback on iTunes. Uh, You can send us an email at mygenerationpodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook at Talking About My Generation or tune in to us on Stitcher. And, Mike, I know you've got a bunch of things that are coming up here with with GeekCast Radio Network. I know one of my favorites so far has been Pixels in the Animation. (laughs) Yes, Pixels in the Animation, the the best video game cartoon review show out there. Uh, It's basically my buddy TV's Mr. Neil and I going through every single episode of nine different video game cartoons we suffered through the first 52 episodes of Super Mario Brothers Super Show. We then relished in The Legend of Zelda, and we are now up to the Captain and the Game Master reviews. Uh, so we've got that going on. After Captain N, we're going to go back to Mario and talk about King Koopa and his Koopalings for Super Mario Brothers 3. Um, we've also currently got going on the GCRN First Annual Awards. Yes. What this basically is is we have given you know numerous categories film television uh we've also put some of our stuff on there like what you think our best flagship show is or best review show or uh, best syndicated show uh, but the movie and tv uh, uh awards are like best female for movies best male for movies uh it's 26 different categories that you can vote on voting is still open Go vote. It, it, it doesn't take you any time. It's free, and the episodes, the, um, the episodes, the uh, the results will be revealed in episode sixty at some point in March of 2014. So, very, very awesome. We've got a whole bunch of other stuff going on over there as well. So just go check it out. We've got podcasts. We've got reviews. We've got video podcasts. We've got all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I mean, and you've got stuff going back. Cause, I mean, you've got. You, this yeah. is what five years for Geekcast Radio? Yeah, Network? yeah. Twenty fourteen is our fifth year anniversary. We've been going strong for five years. 
Uh, Steve and I both started, uh, Steve started his podcasting career in 2007. I started mine in 2008. Uh, so we got a lot of content. Hey, congrats, uh, the, man. I know yeah, it takes a while to get to that point. <laughs> yeah. With year five, we are revamping everything. Brand new site design is coming. Uh, brand new page layouts. Brand new way to rate and vote and everything else is coming. Uh, it, it's going to be awesome. Glad to hear it, man. Well, I'm going to go ahead. We'll sign off this episode here. And, of course, without without uh, you know any suspicion of this, we're going to have to play the Airwolf theme song as we go out. Oh, yeah. 